Alright. Triangles and people that I haven't talked to in a while. Um, I'm your host, Zabat, for the Triglavian Times, the clusterfuck that hasn't been doing a show in, what, almost four months? <laughs> it's been <laughs> Since I just kind of was like, fuck this game, Grandma. <laughs> um, I'm here with one of my co-hosts, Kylon. Triangle, triangle. Uh, I've got Drake Hidden. Yeah. And Zero Cool. Hello, hello. Um, so, FanFest drove me back into the game. I figured this would be a good start. I haven't really started playing. I've just logged in a couple of times to get myself organized and, and ready to play again. Um, so, we'll go down the list really quick of fun things you guys you know i mean you guys kylon and zero you guys watched it on there like what was your like favorite thing from fan fest uh for me besides you know havoc uh, that'll be a big topic for us was the angel ships those got me <laughs> they are pretty as fuck these um there's some um of the I can't remember the cold now, the destroyers are roaming about now, and they're uh, pretty powerful. I, won't, I wouldn't say they're as powerful as the Mamba, but they look pretty good. Just as better arty thrashes, basically. Yeah. For me, uh, I think I'll be a bit controversial. I really enjoyed some of the reveals of like Vanguard, for example. Um, obviously, a jury's out on whether it's actually going to be a good thing for us, but you'd expect it to bring some numbers if it's done competently and mm. i was just pleased that you know it was it's alive right it's kind of pre-alpha but it's alive yeah they, well, they finally 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 <laughs> released it to the public um but yeah they it's essentially trying to keep the soul of dust in and actually have a start that it really needs and not hamstrung by terrible hardware or any deals with publishers uh, like uh, sony so that's really good. And the fact that it's the way they're trying to do it is if, if you have an Omega, um, you can play it. It's kind of strange because you think they'd have like an alpha version of it to get people into the game from the FPS community and then say, well, if you get Omega, you get all these extra bonuses in Vanguard. And also, by the way, you can play you online if you want. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be quite difficult to convert people from Vanguard into EVE Online via Omega subscription, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking like maybe a two-tiered thing where, you know, get people through the door, foot in the door in Vanguard with a small subscription cost and they can top it up to Omega proper or something. But I can't think of a clean way of doing it. Uh, Caroline? Yeah, I mean, the, the new ships are definitely exciting. Um I don't know, I really, I, I'm into maps and stuff, so I really like that there's a new a new route out there, and, and being there when the gate, I was there in Curse when the gate came on, and uh, watching everyone file into this, a new system for the first time, that was pretty, pretty damn exciting. Oh, what, what? Drake, you log in on your other account? No, 
Drake had his own instances with his Discord, which I got to hear the yeah. fun story about when we were at FanFest. <laughs> oh, yes. That's a pretty epic story, actually. <laughs> um, okay, there we go. So, at FanFest, I got to chill with Drake, um, which was fun. Um, I got to stare if you guys, you know, saw I put it on. I think it was on Zoria's Discord. I was like, yes, I stared lovingly into Drake's eyes. <laughs> As we waited for hours for that... Uh... Fucking food. And that restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> because we're in the fucking corner. And the <laughs> um, yeah, I got to meet a bunch of cool cats. Um, Drake was the same. He got to try to harass Omar. <laughs> right, I... I spent so much time. I, I was just going to go out there, speak to a few people, speak to a few C CCP guys, and then do some holiday stuff. And yeah. the exact opposite happened was I was just only speaking to people nonstop. Like, I couldn't go like five minutes without someone else like saying, oh, yeah, and flat boys talk to me about something. Yeah, you, you had it on your, you know, all the stuff that you do behind the scenes. I had it from like random people looking at me and being like, I've recognized you from someplace. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm so glad I wore my uh, hiking boots like every single day just because if I was in my normal shoes, I don't think I would have survived. I switched over, if you didn't notice, for day two. Uh, my feet were absolutely brutalized after uh, Friday. I woke up in the morning, Saturday morning. I was like, I can't. There's no soul to these shoes. And I'm standing around doing shit all day. Like, no. Nope. Well, I, I had a, the day before uh, the first FanFest day, that was the Wednesday. Uh, that was when, like, I went around with my girlfriend, like, everywhere. And we did, like, 40,000, 50,000 steps or something ridiculous. And just from that point on, I just had pain in my feet so it's just got worse and worse and worse over the week yeah uh drake got to see a fun thing of me losing my voice <clears throat> at the lebowski bar oh yeah yeah i couldn't i had like the wednesday morning i couldn't talk like it you get a bunch of drunk nerds in one room you're all screaming over each other it's pretty entertaining <laughs> it was very loud the lebowski bar yeah that's how you know you had a good time when you talk so much you can't talk anymore. Yeah. Um, it's just that everyone was shouting, so you had to shout to hear someone. Yeah. And then they can't hear you, so you shout a bit louder. But then you shouting louder makes other people not be able to hear their conversations, so they go louder. And it's just like a, just, it's like a reverse domino effect game, worse and worse and worse. Yeah. But it was still. Very, very enjoyable. So, um, so besides that, I mean, we had our you know shenanigans and fun uh, at FanFest. Um, guys, want to kind of roll down the topics? Um, I guess let's let's get the the one we'll talk about the least out of the way first. The mobile game that's going to come to computer too. It's a cash cow. <laughs> it seems interesting to a degree. I, I just know that you know. Wallet Warriors will do it, and I've played a couple of those games just to for free, just to see what the fuck was going on with them before, and 
yeah, no, I'm I'm not that kind of gamer. I am not going to throw money at a mobile game. I uh, need to change my input device for a second. I didn't realize it's going through the wrong mic, so this may get loud. <laughs> Testing. I was trying to mute it before when I was coughing. I realized it was still micing up. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, that's good. Much better. Yes, but the, the mobile game is just a fucking mobile game. It's a it's a uh, skinned version of Astro Kings or the um, any of the zombie ones, like fight for something for survival or whatever. Yeah, where there's there's a hex based grid map. People are on there, and you have to level your stuff up to get power, and it gets exponentially more and more expensive. So you have to spend more and more money if you want to do it quickly. It's just a pay to win thing. But on the flip side, it, co- it costs fuck all to develop, fuck all to maintain, and will potentially rake in shitloads of money. So, potentially, <laughs> it could be quite a lot of money that's being funneled into the development of even Vanguard. Yep. Interesting. So are we talking real-time multiplayer with this mobile game? Because, you know, I've... some of these, they're kind of it's... turn-based, right? No, no, it's real-time. So yeah. it's... I don't know if you've ever seen... Like, the Lord of the Rings, War in the North, Astro Kings is, like, the first one. There's loads of ones like that. Yeah. That is just, it's just, there's a map, and you can move one to five armies in that map, and you can fight and raid, and there's objectives. Like, weekly and monthly objectives. That's basically what it is. Like, on a permanent cycle. Like a 4X game, real-time, but kind of turn-based at the same time. Yep. No, it's not. It's not. It's not turn based. It's all yeah, it's just real time. Well, real time is in you tell things to go places. You can't like micromanage shit at all. You level stuff up. You level stuff up. You make your fleet, which will be comprised of like four or five different units, and then a hero character or something, and then you make that person that fleet go somewhere to fight PVE or to fight enemies. Collect yeah, resources. And then it just, like, also plays out. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting on the... It'd be fun to play if I could play without people. I would actually play I, it. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably play it, but I'm not going to put any money into it because fucking black hole of money. Because yeah. there's always something behind it that yeah, you, you still need. Is it possible to play Echoes on a tablet? Yes. Yeah. Well, I just I cannot stand touchscreens. I tolerate them, but uh, that's the problem I ran into. I just did not like playing that way on the tiny little screen on your phone. Yeah. On your, yeah. All right. Um, let's kind of shift a little bit because I mean, eh, we might play it, we might not. You know, we know what it is. It's it's a game for your phone that eventually will come to PC, I think in what next year end of next year or beginning of the following year. Um, the tabletop game is coming out too, which was, that was that pretty sick. Yeah. That yeah. Was... Like everyone, there's so many people like playing the demo. Yeah. And you can see they've already got expansions planned because they like Kickstarter, a box that they've teased they only had like three ship types of each. Uh, faction and then if you saw on the table there were like five or six ship types of each one so they've got like extra battleships and stuff so they're already planning expansions and the board they had was like huge yeah they did a, a to... 
a 2x time or a 4x time like blow up of everything to show like a yeah. big example of it so everyone could see it it was pretty cool to see yeah and apparently it's like a modular thing so you can just add more and more stuff so the more expansions you buy or just buying the same box over and over you can have bigger you know bigger uh what do you say campaigns looks yep. pretty cool yeah it looks, um, it's, looks cool to nerd out with friends that might not play and can drag other friends into it if you play tabletop games yeah my, uh, like, I was going to say, it sounded like they were trying to get as many EVE mechanics, PvP mechanics into this thing as they could. Things like, even like things like signature radius being represented in some way. Yeah. Yep. They were trying to cram as much as they could into it. I've heard that they want to add potentially wormholes into it as like their next expansion. It's pretty, it's pretty cool idea. To add a mechanic like, like that. It. My only gripe is that um, the models for the battleships are just a bit too small for me to paint the panther in uh, however I want it to be. But uh... you need that single hair brush, man, and a very steady hand. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find a horse and just pluck a single hair and not get kicked in the face. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool to see. Um, Rick's did a lot of work for art for them, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, our lore master is now a CCP member. That's some other news before we get into the big chonky boys. Uriel's what CCP demiurg now. Demi demiurg. Yeah. So that was interesting. I literally caught like I think I walked in when they were like, "Oh yeah, Uriel, or as soon to be known CCP demiurg," and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> uh. <laughs> What the fuck's going on? <laughs> um, so that's cool because they were doing as now we'll lead into the the Zarzak stuff before we get into um Havoc. Um that is pretty fucking cool. Drake, you can hold off on your, your funny stories of what you know some people were doing to people <laughs> in system. I mean, well, I mean, the patch, from what it looks like, looks pretty sick. The fact that you can actually turn... Uh, one, you, you'll be able to turn low-sec into pseudo-null-sec, where you can launch bombs and interdiction bubbles, mm. which is will like really shake things up, which is pretty cool. And then we're going to probably see a load of rage from uh, the first time a high-sec one goes to pseudo-low-sec. And we oh. asked them about this saying, like, what does <laughs> pseudo-low-sec mean? And they just said... All actions are suspect, not criminal. Like all, all criminal aspect, um, actions, like ganking and whatever, become suspect instead. Yeah. And then everyone's just like, hell yeah, except for this poor dude next to me who is, um, I believe he was like an incursion runner or something. He was just, like, he just, he's never left high second in his life and he was not happy. <laughs> yeah, he was a little bit salty. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah. Cause, cause it came up like he actually brought up the fact that there's trig minor victories that are, you know, in those because it's point seven systems of high sec is the highest that can get flipped. Yeah, yeah. So point to that eight pseudo low and higher, yeah, point eight and higher can't be affected. So no turning Jita into um, <laughs> low sec. into low sec, which would be really funny, but unfortunately not. But he brought it up. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. he brought up the fact that like there's trig biter victories and Eid combiner victories and fortresses that are in some of those systems and what the mechanics are gonna do and 
the team is like, we know they're there. We don't know exactly how we're going to address it, but some of the mechanics might affect that system. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> a lot, yeah, a lot of their answers to how's it going to interact with X system that's already in the game is just fuck it, we ball. Let's just find out. Well, I, which, I, is, I, which I, is like the perfect way, as long as nothing goes horrifically wrong and like the server dies because of it. Yeah. Uh, like that's the best way. It's just like. It's a sandbox. We don't know. Let's just find out. Let's find out. Well, when I I talked to Aurora for like half an hour at the party, um, mm. and her response to it was, we as a team and as the company don't want to get rid of the minor victories and the fortresses because mm. it makes Eve more alive and dynamic. And she's like, because I, I basically walked up to her because, Kylon, you know, when we had her on, or anytime we talk about faction warfare, it was we want Triggs to to, to yep. fuck with faction warfare. So I actually like I saw her, I walked up to her and I was like, for all the hounding we did saying, give us something to fuck with faction warfare players, you actually did it. Not the way I wanted it, but you did it, which means I'm taking part in this because I want to fuck with people. Um and we got to talking about that a little bit in she was like, we don't know what we're going to do in the future with them yet, but we don't want them to disappear because they add an interesting mechanic that makes you feel more alive. And I'm like, yeah, like me laughing when trig neutral people get blasted by gun stars and trig minor victories and I make fun of them for dying. <laughs> but is you still get the odd people that complain saying like, you know, how dare they put this in high sec? Yeah. And things like that. And it's just like, there's a big ass warning when you go through. If you didn't read it. Yeah. Yeah. I know to you. Yep. I mean, I leave those on just to double check for myself when I'm going places. <laughs> but, um, and then the low sex, here's the interesting thing. Because I don't think, is, has that panel, I haven't checked CCP's recorded videos yet because I know they said they were going to hold off on the panel stuff. The the only panel I know about that was uploaded was the um, Vanguard one okay. by Danny Fleetfoot, and then they said CCP said please take it down. So yeah. I assume they're going to upload it. Yeah, later that down the line. So yeah, I think they said they, they well. That's what they told us in the panel is they'll upload it later. Um, hmm. the other thing that was brought up was the low sec ones, which was pretty damn cool. Losec getting flipped, they're like, you know, there might be bubbles and bombs activated now in Losec because it'll be pseudo null. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be mad. And also that they're, they're changing up the uh, ship casters, yeah. making them not worthless. Yeah, this should be quite cool. Although it, it the again is going to annoy a lot of the um, making them useful will annoy a lot of the uh, like Losec small gang players because. They've been complaining about projection and things for a while, and this is just yet more projection. And Zarzak is, like, as we've seen so far, is pretty kind of oppressive now, because Frat essentially has somewhere to form instantly and go to anywhere mm. in the game within 10 jumps now. Yeah. Not even, like, they're utilizing a little bit of Antiplex that gets to a. Uh, I can't remember which like GTAC or whatever is one of their is their system where it's closest to. But they yeah. um 
the other day, day where they just mass formed a load of people went straight through Zarzak and went out into Turner and I think it was Snuff that got was on the receiving end of that I can't remember which but it's, it's the exact opposite of what people have been asking for so yeah. I think that's going to get changed it's probably going to be a polarised thing where you can only exit the way you entered or something like that is what's being floated around at the moment not sure if that's going to come in for a while or not yeah at least well just to backtrack a little bit um since you guys didn't get to see like the panel like brought up questions the ship caster for the pirates is going to be like an fob so, yeah, so when you when you when you you directly to the structure yep so when you go through you'll be right next to the structure in tether range so like it's going to be a tetherable structure if you're aligned with the pirates and you can just you'll basically land in tether range and you can dock up if you want it'll be dockable and then the question i know that you guys might pose right away because i know how zero cool and kylon think is they will have a step down so if you leave assets in there you will have time to pull your shit out before that fob disappears and i think you'll <laughs> go to asset safety anyway so <laughs> most likely so it is, it is interesting yeah, the the mechanics and everything is cool. I like I like the idea behind it. I really like it, and I like that they kind of teased the whole solve warfare and solve Frightline systems for Nullsec. Like, hey, we're gonna kind of get rid of this this way of doing current warfare and change it up. That it's not like the current method. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna, what they're gonna do with that though. So basically, they they want to move this, kind of hint that they want this um, chaos system, a corruption system, to be in Nullsec. But where you build corruption is via PVE sites. So it's saying, do you want to do? Do you have to do PVE sites to flip someone's uh, system in other things? I don't know how they're gonna do that. Be yeah. interesting to see. But, it was just hinted but, at. The, yeah, but they're obviously gearing for another, 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 another fuzzy self. Yeah. Which, I mean, it'd be interesting to find uh, to change up the mechanics again in Nullsec. I mean, how long has it been since that's been touched? For a while. It's been... Yeah. Seven, eight years? Five? Five? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, no, five. Not five. Oh, yeah. I was, I, I was just thinking to myself... I know, I thought it was a while ago, but then again, I wasn't playing at the time, so I wasn't paying attention to you. <laughs> but it's, I, I I think what they want to do with the pirates and all that jazz is great. They did broach the topic of they understand that they have to fix how broken and expensive some things are. Mm -hmm. Oh, the, uh, the other pirate uh, capitals. Yeah. So, um, the sweet note is, is Suetonio's the one that kind of worked on the destroyer and the battle cruiser. So you can, you know, Suetonio probably gave him a, a favorable touch. And then Aurora mm -hmm. worked on the, uh, the dread, the, uh, the angel dread that everyone's wanted forever. Titan. Oh, it's Titan, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. The Dread's not out yet. <laughs> Still no. Still no uh, capitals. So, 
so just just to take a slight pause for the triangles that get mad and always, you know, we always talk about it wanting more more Triglavian ships. We probably got a little while to wait. <laughs> Cause I have a feeling they'll go through the other pirate factions. They have to introduce the Deathless faction, flush out all those, and maybe we'll get a light touch of more ships down the line. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. Um I mean, kind of, I kind of, I kind of don't really want to see what a Mordus destroyer looks like because the Garm is already annoying oh. enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then a battle cruiser which just has like, it's just a smaller version of the Bargast. Like, this it's just guaranteed to be good. You don't want to see it, but I want to fly it. <laughs> but yeah, I do want to see it because they are actually easier to hit than the destroyers are easier to hit than Garmers because they have mm. more. Less speed and more sig. Yep. More damage. Yeah, so I I imagine they'll go through the other factions and kind of flush out the pirates more before we get to touch. But lore-wise, just by the stuff that's been going on with the ship casters and shit like that, you could see them maybe sneaking in a little trig thing somewhere of the trigs getting pissed that their technology is being used. Which would be a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. Redirect it to the uh, home system gate. Yeah, give us home system gates that warp us into something. <laughs> well, or, the, or just a patch that just says Drake was right about everything. Here's a list of uh, changes he's made to Poshman, and it just fixes <laughs> the region. <laughs> All the shit you've ever wanted fixed for the next like five years. Yeah, yeah. No, so um, I don't know about you, Zero Cool or Kylon. Do you guys have anything you'd like to, to talk about for for Havoc or Zarzak? So for me, Zarzak, I just think I know why people worry about projection. I know why people are, you know, nervous about it. I just think it's funny that, that certain people, certain groups are nervous about it, right? Because suddenly you're hearing about poor old snuffed out and how they're going to get, you know, third party done. <laughs> it's you. just... What, what on earth are we doing? <laughs> Why do we care about that? Yeah, it's not really the fact that it's not really the fact that Snuff got dropped on, which is why it's a problem. It's just that projection itself is quite toxic to the game, um, and this is probably the largest projection um, system that's been put in place since Poshman filament, since the Poshman Highway. Yeah, yeah. I see on the map like two thousand pilots up in. Uh decline like very close to the entrance to Zarzak H tech I mean I understand why people are nervous about the you know the map getting smaller and you know certain groups I imagine you know are genuinely worried about it I just think it's funny that the out of say 10 groups that I've heard complain eight of them are Sovnal alliances <laughs> I'm like you're complaining about projection are you serious <laughs> yeah, but Brisk isn't complaining. Brisk loves projection. He just <laughs> injects projection into his vein <laughs> every morning. It. He mainlines yeah. it every morning. Yeah, yeah. He just ha- he just has a line of Ansiblex on the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah. Speaking to um, speaking to Luke Casanier and um, Pando. Who's Pando? They. We were talking about uh, the projection from Zarzak, and they said, "Yeah, we said the exact same thing 
um, when we were on the CSM, just say like it's far too powerful of a tool and putting a little isk cost on jumping is not going to change that because the isk cost is negligible to the content yeah. that it can provide. The same thing with Antiblex, like, oh yeah, but it's got a small cost to use. So, yeah. But the upside of getting it you know, is multiple orders of magnitude better than the cost. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see all sides of the argument on that one. Um, I, don't, I I think there will need to be some some touches to it just so it doesn't become a toxic cesspool mm. of projection projection. But it also should have some projection. You know, it comes back down to that like you shouldn't have like you know, multi-thousand member alliances taking advantage of, of something that, like, other people are going to want to use to just... Yeah. Well, it's, esen- it's essentially um, a stable wormhole has four exits. It's basically Thera that's, ma- that's not mass-limited. Yep. Mass limits were kind of why um, why wormholes were so like reasonably balanced like one they can't you can't really control where they're going to end up yeah you can roll holes over and over again to roll the dice but even then you've got a certain amount of mass and that's it so you need to try and roll it to find it again and the enemy can fuck with that mass yeah whereas you can't really fuck with the a a five million-esque fee to go through zarzak customs yeah um I don't know when it's going to happen. This is just another little panel note from the panel on Havoc, uh, for Havoc. Um, but we were informed that the they are go- they are going to, for us old-timers who have fucked up our standings with a lot of different factions, uh, they're going to put together a guide on what to do to kind of recover your standings, which is a nice little touch. Because I know I need to fix my standings. Angels isn't as bad as I thought. I'm actually positive with Angels, but my Garistas is negative 9.99. So, <laughs> I have royally sure screwed that one angels. up. You have like minus 5 with the Angels at the moment. I was nervous for a little while because I, I wanted to join the Angels right away once I saw the ships. Mainly because Destroyer with, Destroyer with Vertical Supremacy, I was like... I need that ship. I mean, you can have the ships without joining angels. Just, um, just buy them off the market. Yeah. But I was like, I want to go angels. And then I started thinking, I was like, did I fuck my angel standings up? And then it went, and then I, when I logged in, um, on Tuesday, when I got home, I quickly looked at my standings really quick and went, Oh good. It's, it's like 1.2 or something like that. I was like, I knew it was just- Serpentis. I'm still fairly sure that um, the factions. I could be wrong, but the, I think the new factions aren't going to be like the base factions. Like the ones you join aren't the actual Angel Cartel. They'll be like Angel Cartel, yeah, you know, Deathless Wing or some shit like that. So then suddenly the standings are zero. Yep. And, and standings requirements that might be put in place are not going to be positive. They will probably be. Low negatives, not like low negatives is like negative 10, but 
you know, that close to neutral range where you should be able to apply to join the pirate factions, which is cool. That's a nice little nod to the fact that, you know, most of us, when we start playing this game, if we don't, I didn't join a corp when I first started playing. Um, and I ratted a lot and missioned quite a bit in certain areas and ruined a lot of standings. So, yeah, I did the same. So a lot of us, a lot of us who are like, came into Eve. Well, for me, I'm just saying from my perspective. I know a lot of other people did it too. At least back in you know, the 2000s, um, when we didn't have like Discord communities and stuff like that. Like I'd log in and just play by myself and kill rats and make pennies, yeah. just to just to buy another destroyer or something and keep having fun because I I still do it to this day. I'll log in some days and I'll just rat because I find it entertaining. I can kind of zone out. I have fun grinding escalations. Occasionally, I'll get like a 300 million-ish drop. And I'm like, cool. It paid for my ammo for the next month. <laughs> so. They're at least paying attention to us, which is nice. That, you know, my girlfriend, the second I brought up, like, oh, if I'm coming back to Eve, I've got a bunch of stuff to do. And she's like, why don't you just create a new character? I'm like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> I have 160 million skill points on my my character. I'd be starting back down at 1 million skill points. <laughs> Not starting that grind over again. Um you just need to buy a thousand uh oh. thousand skill inject injectors. How much does that cost? That's only a trillion esque. <laughs> yeah. Too much. Um <laughs> nerds um all right so uh vanguard i will get one thing out of the way just to say it up front i kind of wish that they didn't lie i i don't know if it's necessarily a lie but the way they did the alpha play of it either was b-roll or they purposely scripted it very well and it kind of i i don't get me wrong i think vanguard could be an a amazing game to play and i'm actually very Wait, interested what? in it it was, it was obviously b-roll yeah was, it was by b-roll i mean it was a specific build just to showcase exactly what they wanted yep. and it was scripted yep and it was you know most likely pre-recorded because you could tell by reading of the script uh, of what's going on wasn't so it, pre-recorded but they practiced over and over again okay yeah it, it was that it was just that moment of like uh, you understand like you give something to eve players you give eve players a rock and we will make a rocket ship out of it like you know we're gonna fuck with this shit <laughs> so it was that moment of like i get it you want to showcase what it is which don't get me wrong i'm actually very interested in it but it was just that, like, all right, dude, it's a little too scripted. You could literally just be like, here's alpha gameplay and kind of go through it instead of the way yeah, they, they kind of did it. But, but they, they're on the hook to impress the uh, the shareholders in the board at uh, Pearl Abyss, so yep. have to go pretty corporate with it, which is fair enough. Like, they've, they've shown the build they have and what they want to go for. Yep. Which seems to be... Although, uh, so it seems to be Shortfall absolutely fucking hates it 
when anyone says, oh, so it's like Tarkov, because <laughs> everyone's saying it, and he really doesn't like that. He gets really annoyed. <laughs> so, it has Tarkov influence of being PvEVP yeah. and having um, an extraction, but it's not you have an X amount of time to extract or you die or whatever like that. You can be there for as long as you want, and yeah. Um, he said that missions on certain planets could last hours or even days, so mm. it's it's not like a one and done twenty minute session thing like yeah. Tarkov is. Drake Drake's the one to ask any of your guys' questions to because he I, was I on the panel. Like, I, I, I am yeah. Well, it depends on the question, but yeah. most uh, most detailed questions I am literally not allowed to answer. No, I I know what you mean, but like the yeah, yeah. you can actually respond to some of the stuff you heard in the panel because I stepped out. Because I was hungry, and I got a message from Drake being like, "We are Zal and I are standing by the door. This room is full. The overflow room is full." And I was like, "Well, fuck it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was, it was so packed that um, if you saw Zal by the door, it's probably after I left. Because oh. I was sitting next to Zal. Yeah. So the the panel absolutely um, underestimated how popular it was going to be. So the panel was packed. Then streamed it via like a private YouTube link to the stream in the chiller area, car it was called Central Point. That was also that was like twice the size of the panel room. That was packed. No. They streamed it somewhere else, and that was packed. The panel room, I think. So there's so many people that are uh, that are interested in it. Yep. Um, I do not know what you could get for Eve. For doing stuff in Vanguard more than skins, that I do not know. I just know oh, that you'll yeah. be influencing the chaos yeah. factor. So start, starting out, you in the corruption system will either allow spawning of or seed missions in Vanguard, and then Vanguard will go to places in that area, will be yeah. on the planets there or whatever, and will help the corruption corruption systems. Um, the Eve link. If it happens, which I think they will, so I guess when it happens, then it's probably going to be via um, the planetary customs offices. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll. We don't know enough details yet. You know, it's still pre-alpha. I registered as soon as I could get the website to work. Everyone did as soon as it showed on the thing. So everyone's heads down, and all load of lights appear. <laughs> yeah, all little phones. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I try. I tried it there, and it kept sending me to a. It couldn't connect to the to the website because so many people were flooding it at the same time. I just that's gave good, up. That's, that's and I news. Think, yeah, I think yeah. I did it at like 10 o'clock at night that night. I finally managed to get the website to actually properly work and registered. Yeah, so, but from the um, reception seems to be pretty, pretty good. Uh, it's not going to be out until I think they said like 12th of December or something like that. Um, and then it's going to have this link from day one, which is a little bit unsettling because the feedback from Dust when Dust was around was Dust was a really good game that wasn't able to stand its own two feet. Yeah, It was always like had to be tethered to Eve and that tether kind of messed with it performance wise. So like the key learn, the thing to learn was have something that can stand its own two feet first. And they've not done that. So we'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm very interested. I like the PV... PvPVE aspect of it. I, I never played Tarkov. I was interested in it at one point. But I'm very interested in playing this. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it looks cool. Like, they brought back some weapons from Dust. They added new weapons. Like, it looks like fun. And I like that they added all the, like, environmental factors. Um, it, was, I, I, it was pretty funny that uh, nobody knew what a bowhead was. <laughs> they, they were in, like, a crashed-out bowhead, and um, everyone was like, what's a bowhead? <laughs> Wait, what? what's a bowhead? I mean, I owned one of those. I think I still own one. It's, it's one of those things, if you really want to... Um, I really want to lose a uh, freighter, then the bowhead's the one to fly. Well, I did it so I could bring in hundreds of Domoviks into uh, 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 Pachman for Domovic Swarm. Because <laughs> flying them in one at a time was a waste of time. I think I brought in like 74 on the first trip and like 30 some odd on the second trip. Would have just used a uh, the um, what's it called the deep space transport? Yeah, I could have, but yeah, it was you know very first totality day celebration. I needed to get a bunch of shit in quick, <laughs> so I went with the fastest method I knew because I was trained into a bowhead on one of my alts. Yeah, uh, Totality Day is in its third year. I should kind of make an announcement. It's almost like two weeks away. So I guess I'll announce. The only thing I'm going to do is... Yeah, it needs to be a special one. Fuck. I'll have to read for it. Isaac was looking at doing... It's October 13th, by the way. Yep. Um, and usually, or in the past, we did stuff all throughout the week. Uh but uh, Isaac was looking at doing a Kikimura like bracket tournament in Koma. Be interesting. So isn't that what uh, Mel wanted to do? Kikimura proving ground thing. Oh yeah, it was. It's Mel and Isaac putting that together. Okay, you're right. Yeah. What what day of the week is October next, the thirteenth? It's, it's next week, Friday. Friday, yeah. Oh, Friday. Cool. Friday the 13th. Yep. For Totality Day. <laughs> for guess... spooky, scary triangles to do shit. <laughs> I will probably try to do the uh, mining ship uh, combat fleet again. That's always fun. Tough yeah, to if... do a room. Uh, I... <sighs> my parents will finally be back in town. I have to go down to my parents' place that weekend. So, I actually might do it on Totality Day. I might be able to pull off two fleets um, for Domovic Swarm, do an EU central, like, an EU time zone Domovic Swarm fleet, and then I'll do a US TZ Domovic Swarm fleet. Because I will be MIA visiting my parents. So, yeah, we'll we'll have to mull this over. I like how this is super impromptu Totality Day planning. <laughs> 
Yeah, we've been a bit distracted, but uh, I mean, we've got the entire weekend. Yeah. So I'll at, I'll at least do that on Friday, and I'm bummed I'll miss Care Bears Revenge or Care Bears Revengeist Fleet, <laughs> something like that. I don't know what you'll come up with, Kylon. <laughs> think of something since it's the third yeah it's the it's the third installation yeah so i'll have to pass it around i'll probably make a reddit post if uh just talking with um i mean we're just chatting in twitch stream chat um so i think a couple of us will chat this out probably put together something really quick i do have some stuff we can um Handout skin wise um, for trig ships, um, for some of the other stuff, or for Care Bears Revenge or whatever. So we'll get that organized and get out a uh, a Reddit post. Cool. All right, we've got we've got a little bit of time because I you know I'm going back to my trying to trying to stick to that one hour. Got a little time before we we wrap up. Anything else from FanFest you guys want to want to kind of touch point on? It could be something we already touched on. You want to talk more about or Oh, I heard that Zarzak is a series of uh, linked abyssal pockets. And that those are the only things you can warp to there. Yes, this is true. It's pretty wild. It's it you know, warping through there is kind of trippy too. So. Yeah. yeah, there's there's five grids you can go to. There's the station where you can't cloak because the station is fucking huge. <laughs> um, there's the four gates and there's the sun slash, um, which is also where the Grove Observatory is and it's also where the Shipcaster is. And there's a generally between like 75 kilometer radius and 160 kilometer radius safe zone. And then outside of that, um, you take percentage hull damage. Every like second or so after a small spool up, and there's basically you've got thirty seconds to get inside or you die, um, unless you rip your hole, at which point you've got like one extra second. Yeah, but you <laughs> a hole you can't like fit a hole wrapper and like survive out there, as far as I can tell. It would no, be no. too slow. Yeah. Well, you you could potentially do it. No, you could, probably could do it with um with like a um tinker setup or something like that. But like going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. If you if you do yeah, I might, I might do that tonight. <laughs> I've got an idea. But, um, the issue is the percentage speed spools every second. Like it, it's kind of like a trig gun. So the percentage damage you take gets higher and higher and higher every single second. So I assume eventually you'll just die if you just takes if it spools up to a hundred percent. So. I almost lost a pod in that area. Like I'd warped the pod in a, a gated range and I'd warped it too far at range and it, it ended up like in this void stuff. And um, the pod survived because you can warp out when you're in that, when you're outside yeah. of those bubbles, you can still warp out. Uh, so I survived, I managed to keep the pod. It, it turned out it was my learning clone. But anyway, um, more on the fleet I run that day, right? Uh, I, I learned a few things about the, these Zarzak gates and stuff. So on, on the low sec side of the two low sec systems, there's no gate guns. So, you know, you could theoretically like engage people on the low sec side without worrying about gate guns. Um, but the gates themselves, like the spawn, when you spawn a fleet in, um, 
it's like a hundred kilometers potentially between you and your fleet mates, you know, at the biggest point. It's ridiculous trying yes. to like anchor up, right? I mean, imagine you've got a fleet and you, you need to anchor. It takes like three minutes for you all to get together. Yeah. Um, because it's dead space as well. You can't walk to each other. So yeah, on the gates, barely uncampable on the Zartak side anyway. And it feels the same on the other side, apart from the fact, of course, the other side, you can actually warp to each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I noticed I can see little distortions in the space-time fabric when people are taking the gate into Zarzak. Like, I see a little, I don't know, distortion, and it's even that you can tell that someone's cloaked there, essentially. Do you mean the... Uh... Mean the big hologram on the gate? No, I mean I could have just been tripping, but uh, I could swear you could see where people spawn in when they jump. I definitely felt like there were some effects when you land out to warp or when you warp off when you're on those grids on the gates, like electrical disturbance, almost kind of like um, little like like lightning bolts stuff and that. It was very anyway. A few of uh, my fleetmates they. Their computers crashed. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, de it's definitely intense. Something was going on there. Yeah, I am interested in going there. I know I'm just going to take something stupid and die there just to just to at least see it. I don't know when, but I kinda, uh, I kind of want to go there. Seems like the best way I've been getting there is through Attila and Potion. Been bringing me out about five jumps from Elsa Boynton. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to figure something out. I know I want to venture there and just see some shit. See it really quick and be like, I at least went there. <laughs> Before I go to my grind to um, grinding angels standing, so. Um, anything else? Anything else? Because that is, I mean, I know that is our hot topic, is all the new mechanics that are getting introduced. I do like that they're keeping Titans out of Faction Warfare areas. Which is nice. Well, Capitals, I should say. Because they don't want to mess up Faction Warfare too much. Which is kind of a bummer, but I will never be able to fly an Angel's Titan anyways, so I'm not worried about it. What's uh specialties does this does does the new Titan have? Is it uh, it's basically an arty. It's an arty god. Yeah. Um, has um an eight hundred and fifty percent damage bonus to to um Auto, auto cannons and artillery it has a thousand percent bonus and it has a bit of extra rate of fire got some extra warp speed it's got yeah. an extra slot somewhere yeah it basically just imagine a like a dd capable capable <laughs> mac that just is an arty platform as <laughs> a beast it sounds like people want to use it like the tornado but instead of a tornado fleet just one of them <laughs> I mean, it worked. Yeah, it'll be interesting when that thing comes out. I know the Novelox will get one super quick, but 
Well, they need to grind the uh, LP first. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. But once they have it, you know, it'll it'll take no time at all for someone to have one. Sure. It'll be pretty quick for for the null suckers to get one because you know everyone and their mom's gonna want one. So, um, trying to think. Besides the drunken debauchery that was going on at FanFest. <laughs> I may or may not have bought a beer once or twice at FanFest before, like, the first panel started. <laughs> what was the weather like in the... Uh, oh, yeah, the, you guys saw the uh, Aurora while you were there? Yeah, um, I could upload an image, actually. One second. Uh... I did not. Interesting. I got some amazing pictures. I need to find them. Looked like it was real strong. Yeah. They all appeared too late. I was driving up to like furthest points away, like four hour drive away from Reykjavik. So my girlfriend and I were exhausted a lot of nights. Um so we were like one night we were actually looking. Well there was the night that Drake saw him in Reykjavik. And he was like, you oh, should yeah, go look out you should go look outside. Literally five minutes after we all left that uh that restaurant slash bar and we're like above um above uh, in fact I can get that picture because that's in the shared chat together. Uh, da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, it was I got that message. I didn't see it until we got home because I didn't I don't have uh, I didn't want to pay roaming fees. So like I we I walked through, got Wi-Fi connection that came through, and I was like, I'm not turning around and walking back outside. And I just brushed my teeth and fell down face first into the bed. <laughs> okay, I can't seem to find it. That's extremely annoying. Because I missed the Thursday registrations, which I'm happy I did. According to how long it took to get through the line. So I was actually the first person standing outside of the uh, convention center, pacing back and forth to stay warm because it was like that morning. <laughs> it was it was like thirty six degrees Fahrenheit that morning. So it was like one two degrees centigrade. Two days before, yeah. I didn't know the night where we watched the um, the the Northern Lights when we went to the Aurora base camp it was bitterly cold then and we just weren't moving for like two hours <laughs> like your core was cold where is triglavian times <laughs> that would be a big shock coming from the it's been toasty for months now my blood's super thin uh, uh i came home well i landed in toronto and it was like 68 degrees and i was like this is fucking warm <laughs> even though it did hit pretty warm in in Iceland a couple of times. It was you know nice. A couple of days were nice, sixty degree, sixty two degree Fahrenheit days. And yeah, then if you look in the Triglavian Times text. And then um, uh, and then so like I came like it's an eighty six degree day today. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, it's too fucking warm now. Like, I that week in Iceland already turned me into, I want fall now. <laughs> I want cooler temperatures. 
I want that six, seven degrees centigrade. I hate it. I really need to live near the equator. <laughs> Florida. Uh, no, not Florida. I hate winter and I hate summer. Give me fall and spring all year round. I love winter. Winter's the best. <laughs> but yeah, I I did a bunch of stuff there. Like I'd heard from Drake that the line was like three hours long to to register on Thursday. Yeah, it was huge. I went the day before just because we happened to be passing by the uh, the Groska. Yeah, and we were going between all the uh, museums with my girlfriend. And it's just like, right, just give me a second, let me go and register because I know it's going to save me so much time. Yeah, the line on Friday was super quick. I also was like, I was the first person there, but I was like the third person in line because I was chatting with like a bunch of different people and like all of a sudden the door opened. I was like, well, gotta go. <laughs> but that was cool. I mean, I was, I almost got an Eve tattoo while I was there. <laughs> I almost got the Traglavian logo done. Very nice. I, I managed to get two Eve tattoos done in the last fortnight. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was I was really tempted. A couple of the guys that I was chatting with, like one of the guys got a huge Garista's tattoo down like the back of his arm. And he's like, Yeah, the guys the guys running that tattoo little tattoo parlor setup that they have just to do Eve tattoos, like he charged me like a fraction of the cost he should have charged me because he just thought it was so cool <laughs> to do it. I got a Garistas one as well. I was like, ah, yeah, I, I like Garistas, but... It's just a cool logo, you know? Yeah, the logo's great. But, uh... Yeah, you know, it's not like getting your girlfriend's name tattooed on you. You know you're always gonna love Eve, no matter <laughs> what. Yeah, well, I got into a conversation one of the guys... Uh, that I was chatting with. We actually got into huge conversations about cyberpunk because I'm all about that shit these days. Um, I saw like him and his wife got runes tattooed around their wrists. And um, I was like, yeah, I almost I almost got a an Eve tattoo. And he's like, why didn't you? I'm like, because I have plans and I don't want to ruin them by like just making an impromptu decision to get a tattoo. I'm like, anyone can do the trig logo. I don't have to get it at FanFest. It can wait until I do like some of my plans for like the base of my arms to get done because I've always wanted to do like the trig logo someplace obvious. So if I ever go to FanFest again, I can just like go to reach and shake someone's hand, like a trig logo will pop up, and they'll just, they'll know right away. <laughs> so I delayed that decision. Um, well, we're almost at an hour, so I know we got plans for totality today. I'm I will spread the word around. Uh, I guess we can do our usual wrap up. I haven't killed shit in the four months. That we played, I think I, I killed a structure drone or, or fighter. That was really it. When, when, the, need, when the T20 died. Oh, yes. We probably need to form up a gigantic fleet and go harass uh, a null block. Yeah. Yeah, those fleets were really fun. I'll give um, you my very, very quick version of what I've been doing. For the last four days, I've done a caracal fleet every single day. Uh, with the intention of going out and finding a fleet fight. So I've taken 15 to 20 person caracal fleets looking for 
other fleets to fight rather than just hunting for ratters. And on the four days that I've run it, four days in a row, we've run into a fleet fight within or half an hour to an hour each time. Um, and we've died spectacularly because obviously when people want to fight the Caracal fleet, they tend to bring things like Lashaks and Nestors or Prophecy Navies or um, what do we have? Cyclone Fleet Issue Fleet with two, Tier 2 Logi. But, you know, that's Eve, right? I didn't mind yeah. that. But yeah, just, you know, send that message out there really that like despite the projection issues in the game, small groups, I think the smaller groups, the very small ones, are actually not that disadvantaged. I think it's the mid-sized groups that are struggling the most at the minute. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you're getting out there and causing chaos. That's always fun. Um... Yeah, I, w- I will admit, we are having as much fun as ever. Uh, yeah. On the small game front, anyway. Still, It's still kind of a bummer to fly into those fucking Dominic's wood chippers, but, uh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> As long as we scout ahead, you know, it's, we can avoid them. Yeah. Yeah, that's always the thing, is the scout ahead. Um, last one is Drake. You murder anything recently? I'm sure uh, you have. Killed a, few, killed a few things in Posham, but the main one recently was um, Paige was out hunting Ishtars in, I believe, was it Frat Space? It was fret space. And uh, this Ishtar just decided he really didn't want to die, so he warped an Altin. An Altin, a fax. A, an Altin, a very expensive fax. He walked on top of that Ishtar and repped it. So we did the reasonable thing and brought a load of destroyers to fuck him up. And then they tried to bring in Hells and Nixes, so we bubbled <laughs> every single warp in, and then they didn't. Brought like four dreads, and we still killed them, you know. Um, and we also killed his pod. So here is his, <laughs> here's the minnow, and here's the pod. And you'll notice in amazing frat fashion, pod has nothing to do with the minnow. Action <laughs> 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 armor tank. But damn, a two point, uh, two point eight billion is pod. Uh, we did lose one big thing. We uh, lost a Raven Navy issue, which wasn't too bad. Unfortunately, Maria had um, Hydras in. Also got potted. <laughs> they, after, they could, after they couldn't bring in the big shit, they brought um, a Covert Sino in directly on top of the Raven Navy. It wasn't aligned properly, so it got scrammed yeah. and uh, had a Hydropod. So, all in all, we killed, what, seven bill? And we lost two bill? That was bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. I gotta get my sea legs under me killing shit again, so I got a little bit of time before I uh, get back to pew-pewing. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, just stay tuned for Totality Day stuff. Um, I'm sure there's gonna be a couple of us chatting about it. Make sure to... If you don't listen to Declarations of War, hop over and listen to Zero Cool and Alec talk all the time. Um. Otherwise, uh, I think that's it, right, guys? Any, any, anything else? I think we covered pretty much everything. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll call it here. Uh, probably see you guys next weekend. I don't know about the following weekend for Totality Day. We'll see with times of stuff planned, but 
Um, well, until until then, uh, fight dangerous. Can I go try? Bye bye.